welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KT. Today's date, December 10th, 2022. Or 2023. I'm sorry about that. So, I kind of tried to warn you. The uh, Brunson versus Adams case that went before the Supreme Court over the 385 members of Congress not upholding their oath um, has been decided to not be taken up by the court. Now, what this means is it's dead. There there is no other place for that to go. And I kind of thought that that might have been what the plan was all along, is to get that water under the bridge. I am probably going to be signing off. I'm at a very low right now with that. Um, And you know, when my wife and I were talking about oath of office, how your oath of office ends with, to the best of my ability. And that's a fucking loophole put in by lawyers so getting somebody in violation of oath of office is extremely difficult because of that last clause my I I attended my first school board meeting last night it wasn't horribly bad. Um, but, you know, we took the same oath that the president takes. Every member of the military takes. And the whole time I was just grinding my teeth as I'm saying those last words. To the best of my ability. And, you know, how I've always mentioned that, that uh, this board has been in violation of our Open Meetings Act. The funny thing is, we all had a current Open Meetings Act book in front of us. Isn't that funny? But once again, the fucking lawyers, because as I'm reading through this, I'm telling my wife, I says, you know, this timeline thing contradicts itself. Here, it says that there is no timeline at all. But down here, it says that they have five days to have a an approved one and eight days to have a rough draft. I'm like, well, first off, those time frames, I mean, I would think you would have your rough draft, then you'd have an approved one, but whatever. But then she pointed out to me that if you never do your rough draft, you can't have an approved. And there was something about not having to post the rough draft. I don't remember how it all went down, but it all come down to the fact that these cocksuckers don't ever have to ever post any minutes if they didn't want to. Another fucking loophole from the lawyers. How many different areas do we get hope blown in our faces by politicians that Shit's going to change. Things are going to get better. We're going to do something about this. 
But there's always that fucking loophole that nobody ever gets held accountable. I'm so disgusted right now. I can't even put it into words. My stomach is literally churning. And it isn't because of anything I ate in the last 24 hours. I feel completely helpless. And the worst thing about it is, is we're watching this show called The Outlander. And it takes place in 1744 Scotland. I can't help but think to myself, you know, there's a few people that run this world. And they have the obedience of a few more people. But between those two groups of people, they're outnumbered by the masses a shit ton to one. But the masses don't have the organizational skills or abilities to form to rise up against it. Every time you start to voice an opinion that is, let's say, just anti-government, well then you are labeled a terrorist. You must be squashed. You must be jailed. You must be terminated. Because for that, there are no fucking loopholes. So what, what, what is our choice? start running for Congress yeah you can do that but if you go in there saying every one of these uh, Republicans is a rhino and every one of these uh, Democrats is a piece of shit then you don't get committee assignments and guess how you change things by being on committees and there's only one person who gets to assign committee assignments And that is the Speaker of the House. They've got this system so rigged from being... I'm trying to think of a term besides invaded. Infiltrated. From an outside righteous entity that the odds are just astronomical. We should have all known and I guess kind of in my gut I did a little bit that Trump coming in the office wasn't, I mean yeah he upset the apple cart but there's still a lot of apples on that cart. Because there's so many appointments that the president gets to pick that he didn't have enough people, good, solid people that he could rely on to be faithful and honorable to him and the Constitution. 
all he did was set back the plans for four years. If he got into office again, it's possible he might be able to do more damage because he knows more people now. He knows more people he can trust, more honorable people. But I have a little doubt that he'll be able to, anybody will be able to take down this establishment. It's too vast. It's too huge. So what are we left with? Well, I kind of come to the assumption that, or summation, that the only thing I'm left with is to try to meet people and introduce them to Christ so that their souls may be saved when their time on this planet is done. And I kind of known this for many, many years, dating back to probably about 2007, maybe 2008. When I had a dream, and the dream had absolutely nothing to do with the realization I had when I woke from the dream. And the realization was the answer to a question I've had since the beginning of time. Why are we here? What is my purpose on this earth? Why must I live through this life to enter the kingdom of God? And it's simple. To help others. And initially I thought it was just... Excuse me. To help others get through this life. You know, help somebody who's struggling financially. Maybe help somebody uh, who's crippled and can't get the door for themselves. Just put forth kindness. But it's more than that. It's bringing souls to Jesus and to God. And I should have known that back then. I'm going to be paying attention to politics for the next few days just to see what old Juan O'Savin spins this uh, decision by the Supreme Court because these spin masters have a way of feeding us hopium but I'm done with them I'm done with them all I'm tired of their half-assed predictions that never come true I'm going to focus on ways to get the Word of God into other people's lives, I guess. And just live the best life that I can. I have my own demons I deal with on a daily basis that I'm going to try to focus better on dealing with those as well. I may do a podcast from now and then and I hope it's God speaking through me when I do them. But for now, I'm just, I'm at the end of my rope.
on the political front. Maybe someday I'll change my mind and run for state congress and so on. But for right now, I'm just a lowly school board member. And I'm, I'm still not sure if I'm going to pursue the FOIA request on my superintendent. My, uh, I had a close confidant tell me that she was having a conversation with another person that is in local government that was told that the one other board member who was not on my team who did win re-election told them that she was pressured into running again. There must be documentation on this. Text messages, emails, something. And like I've said before, why this is not illegal, I find it highly unethical. And I'm going to be setting up the uh, superintendent by having someone else unassociated with me first file the FOIA request to see if there's anything derogatory in there about me or any of my other members. And then from there, if there is, I will set up my own FOIA request and compare notes. And if they are not exactly the same, if the things that I'm looking for are missing, I believe that that is a violation of law and I will prosecute him to the fullest extent. But what good's that going to do me? Our superintendent is pretty well liked in our school system. With the exception of a few issues with him. But the bigger question would be, what did they fear from me having four new people on that board? What did they fear about resigning power to other people? Last night's board meeting made it sound like there's really not a lot coming up in the future. We've got the, um, the union negotiations are going to happen in a year. But other than that, the non-union people are on a two-year contract that was just renewed. The building stuff was all just completed. Yeah, they're looking at doors and windows now, which I hope to be instrumental in helping with that. But there's nothing new in the next couple of years. So what did they have to fear? Did they fear us digging through the HAVAC system that we're getting this summer? That I still have yet to hear of a competing bid going out for? I'd like to see the emails exchanged with the federal government on how we ended up with that HAVAC system. There's got to be something they feared besides just relinquishing power. Anyhow, I hope that God blesses you. I hope 
that you've enjoyed these podcasts. For now, God bless. Have a good day. KT, signing off.